Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. God works with us and he's in fact worked with us and revealed himself to humanity all through the ages in ways that we can grasp and that we can understand. He works with us through signs, through tangible actions and tangible rituals. Um, we heard, particularly in our first reading today, of, of some of the actions that, that God had provided to his people of how they were to express their relationship with him. And we see in the Old Testament lots of ways that God was present to them in a pillar of fire or through angels that came and visited them or through the burning bush that Moses spoke to. There was these visible signs of who God was and how he wanted to speak to his people. Um, although still the, the Hebrews for all those centuries never had an image of God and they couldn't um, even say the name of God. But then God became a human being. God became a man in Jesus and Jesus in his humanity, this sign that we can see before our eyes and that we could touch and we can hear his voice and his teaching, Jesus' humanity is a sign of, for us of who God is, while also being God himself. It's both the sign of who God is and he is God himself. And just the same, while God could have brought about the salvation of mankind, he could have fixed our sinfulness and our brokenness just by a wave of his metaphorical magic wand um, or a click of his fingers, God could have just fixed us in that way. He chose to do it by this sign, this symbolic action of Jesus of handing over his life and dying on a cross. And this symbol is what we know. The, the cross is the clear symbol by which Christianity is identified. It's, it's our key emblem, as it were. But it was also an event and an action that achieved something. It was also a sign, but it also brought something about. And this is the way that God works with us in the sacraments. This is the way God gives us now to receive his grace, to be in that relationship with him. It's through the sacraments, which are both signs that, that symbolize what God is doing, who he is for us and what he wants for us, but they're also... They bring about the reality of God's grace. So they're both symbols and signs, but they're also a reality and bring that about. So while it's a blessing that we can still gather via the live stream at the moment, um, and of course, even though not being able to be present at Mass, we can make us active spiritual communion and, and um, receive that grace. It's not being immersed in the grace of the Eucharist in the way that God really wants for us. Because this sign of the bread and wine that he gives to us as his body and blood, um, that's what he invites us to come and eat and drink. And the signs and the symbols are not irrelevant to the grace, as if, as if they kind of weren't related, but God used that means anyway. Um, just as in baptism, the sign is that we get dunked in water, but that's a sign of our dying with Christ and then rising again to new life. Um, and entering into the body of Christ in that way. Just as in other sacraments, the laying on of hands shows that there is a grace being given to us. That laying on of hands expresses it in the sign. So, 
On this feast, as we reflect on the body and blood of Christ in this beautiful sacrament of the Eucharist, um, my hope is that even though we can't celebrate it properly as a community and as a church, that it can still be an opportunity for us to, to deepen in our appreciation of what God's doing with us in this sign, what it reveals to us. Now, for long-time Catholics who have perhaps been celebrating the Eucharist all of our lives, um, we can never really get to the bottom of this mystery, so there's always more for us to reflect on to deepen our hunger for the Eucharist in this way. But perhaps you're watching and perhaps you're new to Catholicism or you, you haven't been going to church very regularly and perhaps... This thing that we celebrate here is still a bit mystifying to you and you don't understand it. So today's feast is a beautiful moment for us to just open up what this symbolism means. Why does God give himself to us in bread and wine? So what does it show us about what God wants to give us, what he wants to do with us? Um, there's, there's much that could be said about the Eucharist and I don't aim to exhaust it in today's homily, but I just want to mention three things. Firstly, it's the intimacy of it. This is still much a, a present in our, in our culture today, in our society, but it was especially true of the Jewish society in which Jesus was, was living, that to share a meal with someone, to eat together with someone, was a sign of particular intimacy, a real sign of really sharing life together. So, God wants to be close to us, he wants to get to know us intimately. He wants to have an intimate connection, an intimate relationship with us. He invites us to share this meal with him. And he doesn't only want to come and eat along with us, but he invites us to eat him. So what could be more intimate than that? He wants to know us so closely. He wants us to get to know him so closely. This is why... We call this act of receiving the body and blood of Christ, when we eat it and drink it, we call it communion because we're entering into a profound union with God, a deep, personal, intimate relationship that he wants with us. And this relationship we have doesn't just happen for this fleeting moment as we celebrate here at the altar, just as we receive communion um, in those few minutes at Mass or even for the whole hour when we come to celebrate Mass, but his presence remains with us. And that shows that he's constantly always wanting to be in relationship with us in this way. That's why when we walk into the church, we can see the red light in the sanctuary, the, the lamp next to the tabernacle that says, points out to us that Jesus is there, present, waiting for us, available to us, wanting to be in this relationship with us intimately. This Intimacy of the meal that we share is also true, though, between us. I'm not just entering into communion, me and God, but it's me and you. We're entering into communion with one another as we partake of this sacrament. We're sharing in the meal together, and we're drawn into a unity, the unity of being in relationship with God and, and of sharing with one another. So, it's beautiful. And this is, this is really symbolized in one particular aspect of how we celebrate this, that it is one bread that is broken and shared out between us. Not only eating at the one table, but we would eat from the one bread and ideally we would drink from the one chalice. Of course, that's not happening at the moment and usually we would have multiple chalices anyway to, for practical reasons. But that sign of one bread that's broken and shared and one chalice that we all drink from 
shows this life that we're now sharing in a profound way. So, communion is a grace of profound intimacy, both between us and God and between, between us together as the church, as the body of Christ. But the next aspect of this sign is the depth of it, the completeness of the, of the gift that's on offer here, that Jesus gives himself totally to us and he wants to come into us completely. So, the Jews would eat animals, but they, they wouldn't consume the blood of the animals because they believed that that was where the life resided. The life of that animal was in the blood, so they didn't consume that. So how much more radical is it then that Jesus not only invites us to eat his flesh, but he invites us to drink his blood as well? Something that the, the Jews of the time wouldn't have even done of an animal that they were eating. Jesus invites us to drink of his blood because he wants to give himself completely to us. Everything that he is, he gives to us. We speak of this gift as the body and the blood, but really the complementarity of those two speaks to say that it is the entirety of Jesus that he gives to us. Um, even if we only receive the bread, the body of Christ, um, the church tells us that in that is the body, blood, soul, and divinity is the way that the church expresses it. But it is the entirety of his person, not, not excluding any part of him. And where does this gift go when he gives it to us? He gives us the whole of himself. Where does it go? It's not that we just like, we take it and look at it, or we take it and, and hold it in front of our eyes, or we take it into our household, but we take it into ourselves. We eat and drink his body and blood because this gift of himself that Jesus gives to us is to come right into the depth of our being. Communion brings a grace of sanctification, of becoming like Christ, becoming holy. And this grace is to, is to reach down into every single corner of our being, which is symbolized by that, the fact that we eat and we drink it, we take it into ourselves. It's not just a surface thing. We take this grace deeply within ourselves. So, first two things. The sign of the Eucharist reflects the intimacy God wants with us and the intimacy he wants us to have together in our communion. And it also shows the depth of Jesus' gift um, and the, the depth of the graces that he wants to work in us, the complete transformation that the grace brings. The third thing I wanted to mention is Jesus' death and resurrection. All, each of the sacraments that we celebrate are a celebration of Jesus' death and resurrection, the Paschal mystery, in their different ways. They each bring out different facets of it. So how does this gift of bread and wine reflect Jesus' going to his death and rising again? Well, again, to focus on the fact that we, we eat and drink this gift that he gives us. And what happens to food when we eat it? It disappears. We, we chew on it and it's broken down and it's digested and to not get too deep into the intimacies of that, um, it disappears. And so if I say, eat an apple, um, it ceases to be an apple. I chew it and it's broken down, but then it does appear again in a new way. It surfaces again in my being as now as energy and nutrients and vitamins that will perform different functions in my body. Um, 
So it's, it's useful in a whole new way. It appears in a whole new way. And this reflects how God works with us. Because when God gives himself to humanity in the person of Jesus, he comes so close to us, so close to our sinfulness and brokenness, then Jesus dies. He's broken and poured out and he disappears into the tomb. But then he reappears in a new way. He rises again, alive in a new kind of way. And just so, we're given this bread and wine to eat. Jesus' gift of himself to us. And yes, we eat and we drink it. And that presence of Jesus in these elements disappears as we take it into ourselves. But then it reappears in a new way. In a whole new way. Because we then become alive with the life of Jesus' resurrection. We are now alive in a whole new way as he was. We share in that gift of the resurrection as Jesus enters into us. So our celebration of the Eucharist, in the fullness of it, when we celebrate here in person, sacramentally, and partake of it, it immerses us in these realities, not, not simply to just think about them and understand them, but we celebrate it in this tangible way. We act it out and, and really participate in the realities that God's kind of sharing with us. And even when we pray in adoration, which of course even through our lockdown, our adoration channel 24-7 is going. Um, and of course, we hope to open up the chapel as soon as the restrictions allow. Um, when we pray before Jesus' presence in adoration, the host in front of us, the bread, is not this static presence of Jesus just sitting there passively, but this is Jesus who has given himself to us and who gives himself to us. Jesus who has died and risen and gives us new life. So when we adore the Lord and Blessed Sacrament, we can open ourselves up to that whole reality. And this is why adoration always comes out of the Eucharist out of the celebration of the Mass and always leads us back to it, to hunger for more. So while we can't celebrate the fullness of the sacrament as a community today, we can't be together and eat and drink and taste of God's salvation in this way that he intends for us, my hope is that we can deepen in our hunger for God's grace in this way, the way that he wants to work amongst us. As we wrestle with the truth of it, as we reflect on what this sign means, that we can look to this sign of Jesus' body and blood in the bread and wine with open eyes to see what he wants to reveal to us through it. And it's, it's so apt and it's so true that we use the word hunger to speak of our, our spiritual desire, our desire to know God more, to come to know him closer and closer, because God chooses this way to be in union with us by a meal. So it's so right that we hunger after him. And he chooses this way so that we would not simply understand conceptually God's goodness, not that we would simply trust that we are entering into communion in some hidden spiritual way, but that we might taste and see that the Lord is good. 
You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.